Wow, big things are happening in the United States and around the world. US Senator openly talking about owning Bitcoin and how she wants to spread Bitcoin adoption in the US. We've got Citibank predicting a $318,000 Bitcoin price by December of 2021. This was in a report that was being sent out to their institutional clients. Big things are happening. I'm going to talk you through all of it. And perhaps the most important thing, this is crazy. This is stuff you cannot even make up. A hacker actually drained the contract and he is having actual conversations with some of the victims. And in some cases, he is refunding them. So this is completely nuts. You need to stick around for that. If that sounds good, stay around because we start right now welcome back everybody my name is cristiano if you like cryptocurrency this is your one-stop shop for everything cryptocurrency related make sure to hit the subscribe button right now and we jump into the first piece of news citibank analyst makes tentative three hundred and eighteen thousand dollar bitcoin price prediction for december of 2021 and however improbable this seems it would represent the weakest major rally so far at a 102 times increase from low to high. All right, so let's check what this is about. A recent Bitcoin technical analysis prepared by CityFX for its institutional clients points to a potential high of $318,000 Bitcoin sometime in December of 2021. So this was actually the report we are going to dive into the essence of this report soon, but let's continue reading here what he said. So describing Bitcoin as a 21st century gold, the analyst Tom Fitzpatrick first looks at the long-term trend of Bitcoin price, characterized as it has been by unthinkable rallies followed by painful corrections. Notably, however, the three major bullish periods for Bitcoin so far have been increasing in length. Initially, there was a 10-month run from 2010 to 2011, followed by a two-year run from 2011 to 2013, and finally a three-year run covering 2015 to 2017. So this was the report. This is the initial thought. They talk about Bitcoin be the 21st century gold. You can see it right here. CityFX wire market commentary intended for institutional clients only. So that's why we have Twitter to leak these kind of things. Okay, so they continue talking about how the limited supply of Bitcoin is going to be very successful and that that is why it's going to increase in price. And this is the actual chart. So, you know, yeah, this is just the happenings. All of this looks pretty similar. However you want to draw it, it kind of looks similar to what I actually talked about in my video right here as well. So if you haven't watched this video I made just a couple of hours ago, make sure to check that video out as well. It's an insane Bitcoin pattern from 2012 and 2017. So make sure to check that video. But these patterns, I mean, they look kind of similar right now. And the most important part is not the technical analysis because it has little value. There is no edge in guessing targets so far in time with TA. All we know is that price is likely to continue going up and a lot. But readers love this. What matters here is Cities clients being exposed to the Bitcoin moon. Yes, absolutely. So a $318 Bitcoin price by December 2021. What do you think? Comment down in the comment section. And right now, let's talk about Grayscale's BCH Trust loses $1.6 million in value as hard fork begins. So as you may or may not know, BCH, Bitcoin Cash, did have a hard fork yesterday, I believe. 
Now, users have sent more than 300 million BCH through exchanges since November 1st, while assets under management at the crypto fund manager Bitcoin Cash Trusts have decreased. So this is pretty logical because Grayscale, they're obviously not going to support this hard fork. You're not going to get the forked coins. So to see the BCH actually flow from Grayscale, perhaps to exchanges or whatever, cash into cash and buy it and uh, try to get those forked coins, it makes sense. And that to me is healthy because it means that you're not only seeing inflows into the Grayscale Trust. That would be very weird to only always see inflows. Now you're also seeing outflows when there is actually merit to why you should have outflows. So that's cool. So the value of assets under management for crypto fund manager Grayscale Investments Bitcoin Trust has fallen 1.6 million following the announcement that the crypto asset would be forking on November 15th. Again, this was yesterday. According to data from Coindance, the Bitcoin Cash network has now split into two blockchains. Currently, minor action appears to be favoring the community-driven Bitcoin Cash node, or BCHN. Crypto exchange Binance Pool was responsible for mining block 661,647, the last common block before the fork. Okay, so you have a hard fork right now, you have two separate chains. Which one is going to succeed? I guess time will tell. Now, Grayscale, they are still holding, what is this, almost $8 billion right now. Completely absurd. This is ecl eclipsing all of the Bitcoin that is being mined daily. I mean, it's not even enough to sustain what Grayscale are buying in terms of Bitcoin. The institutional FOMO is real. So let's talk about Belarus state-owned bank launching a cryptocurrency exchange. So this was a report. I think that they talked about this in 2019. Now, finally, it seems like they were actually pulling that move off. So the largest Belarusian bank, ASB Belarus Bank, has teamed up with local crypto payments firm Whitebird LLC to launch a cryptocurrency exchange. According to local news agency Prime Press, ASB Belarus Bank rolled out its crypto exchange service on November the 13th, allowing its customers to buy and sell cryptocurrencies through Visa card payments and exchange crypto assets for Belarusian and Russian rubles, US dollars and euros. So I think that this is interesting. Russian rubles, I think that they are using Russian rubles in Belarus as well. But I mean, uh, I don't think that Russia are that bullish on crypto. I think that if you own crypto in Russia, I think it's even outlawed. So yeah, but I guess they're just using the currency. I think that this is probably not open to US, uh, well, Russian customers, I should say, not US. What am I talking about? So let's move on. And this is completely absurd. Value DeFi attacker returns 95,000 in response to on-chain messages. So Value DeFi, this is uh, the coin that was previously known, previously known as Wi-Fi Value or YFV. So the price has gone down recently following the hack, of course. But let's talk about this. On Saturday, they executed a complex attack on the protocol's multi-stables vault. The multi-step process saw the exploiter take out a loan of 80,000 Ethereum before netting around 5.4 million in DAI. Today's update comes following a lengthy series of messages in which Ethereum users contacted the attacker requesting the funds to be returned. One user got in touch on Sunday afternoon claiming to be a nurse who had lost $100,000 in the attack. So this is the message, and again, you cannot even make this up. I lost 100,000 in your attack. I am a nurse. These are all my savings. I hope you can return it to me. Everyone will get sick. Think of the nurses who care you when you are sick. I wish you always healthy and enjoy the happiness of the world. God bless you. Wow, okay, so first off, 
if you're a nurse and you rely on this money, why would you put it in a coin that is unaudited or audited, whatever, but nonetheless, very risky, very risky. So you're putting that, I mean, it just doesn't sound right. Now, some are saying that these are the actual developers of this themselves, and this is going to take another turn down below, which you're going to see. This was the actual transaction. This was the message. So the attacker then replied to this message saying, I don't expect to get your money, but as we have seen, there are so many people who lack knowledge and caution, and sooner or later, those money will be lost. Some wounds are painful, but very effective. I respect your work very much. Have a nice day. So by reading this, you would say, okay, cool. He's at least answering to it, but he's not going to give any money back. He's just going to say this and call it a day. But no, a few minutes later, the attacker decided to return $50,000 in DAI to the same address. So this is what the DeFi value, value DeFi team then said. So they contacted the attacker requesting that they return the majority of their funds and keep 1 million as a bounty reward. They outlined their plans to compensate all value DeFi users who lost funds in the attack. I don't know how they are going to do that, but let's go on. Their message read as follows. Point well proven. Clearly, we were not as knowledgeable as we thought we were. How about 1 million die as a bounty and you return the die back to our affected users? We have a plan to make whole all those affected in our community and this would accelerate the process. So crazy guys. Another user said that they were a 19-year-old university student who had lost 200,000 of his family's life savings for high yield return that I boasted about. This was the quote. The attacker later sent them 45,000 die. So do you think that this is for real? Do you think that the attacker really is sending this money back? Do you think that there is something else going on here? Let me know down in the comment section. This just sounds too weird to actually be true. Let's move on. Let's talk about Wyoming Senator-elect Cynthia Loomis lays down versions of Bitcoin on ABC News. And this is important. This is marking a transition. When I read stuff like this, just remember a couple of years ago, no one, I mean no one, of any significance, of any magnitude when it comes to traditional finance or a government elect or whatever, would publicly go out and actually praise or endorse Bitcoin or other cryptocurrency. This is breaking ground. Wyoming Senator-elect Cynthia Loomis will become the first member of the United States Senate to openly own Bitcoin. So, it was the interviewer that noted that Loomis is considered to be the first senator to openly own Bitcoin and asked if the senator-elect would be looking to bring the cryptocurrency into a national conversation in the highest levels of the US legislature. So this is what she responded, very interesting. I do hope to bring Bitcoin into the national conversation. I am a former state treasurer and I invested our state's permanent funds so I was always looking for a good store of value. Bitcoin fits that bill. So this is what she told ABC News a couple of days ago. Our own currency inflates, Bitcoin does not. 21 million Bitcoin will be mined and that is it. It is a finite supply. So I have confidence that this is going to be an important player in stores of value for a long time to come, she added. And again, just imagine this. This would never would have been possible just a couple of years ago. We are breaking ground. This is what I like to see. And for her to go out and say this, this sets precedent. Now, everyone got the green light to go on and do the same. And for her to actually come out and say that, yeah, she considers Bitcoin a store of value. And if she would call the shots, 
she would more than likely invest some part of the reserves into Bitcoin as a store of value. Completely insane. I mean, to me and to you, it makes sense. But just to see it happening right in front of our eyes, this is the transition, guys. So to round this off, I'm selling my gold for Bitcoin. Here is why. So he's going to talk about gold. He's going to talk about Bitcoin. But let's read the first part here. For the last few years, I loved both gold and Bitcoin, although I had much more of my net worth in gold. After much thought, I've decided we'll be soon liquidating my gold and buying more Bitcoin. Here is why. So he goes on and he talks about uh, why you're going to see uh, more and more people flood to Bitcoin and that gold is not as scarce as Bitcoin and, you know, it's been mined 900 per day, whatever. We already know all of this. But to me, what this really talks about is that the transition from the current state that we are in, the current economy we are in, really, we went off the peg in the 1930s and he's arguing that we are going to get a Bitcoin peg to fiat currencies. Now, if that's going to happen or not, I don't know. But what we need to understand is that we are living in an experiment right now. When we went off the gold peg, we have been living in an experiment. And this is the Keynesian economy, which is uh, what we've been following. And there are many layers to it. But one of the core principles is this. There are three principal tenets in the Keynesian's description of how the economy works. So private sector decisions can sometimes lead to adverse macroeconomic outcomes, such as reduction in consumer spending during recession. These market failures sometimes call for active policies by the government, such as fiscal stimulus packages, explained below. Therefore, Keynesians' economies support a mixed economy guided mainly by the private sector, but partly operated by the government. So you have this school saying that we should bail out these companies because, you know, if they start making the decisions, you could get into a prolonged recession, but you need that economic flow. You need that velocity of money. You need it to be in circulation always. And um, yeah, so we will need to print money. We will need to stimulate the economy. But the thing is, when you start doing that, you're kind of like kicking down the can down the road. And at some point, kind of like we are right now, you can print and print and print. Still, you're not seeing that big of an effect on the economy. So yeah, very interesting. Do you think that we are going to get into a Bitcoin peg? Let me know down in the comment section. Guys, let's watch this video. Must see. This insane Bitcoin pattern tells us what might happen in the future. It's popping up in the middle of this video right now. And I will see you right there. 